Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, 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 welcome to another edition of Nothing But The Truth. I'm your host, Mr. Evan Brooks, and I have my fellow co-host and author, Mr. LaVon, tonight with me. Mr. 910 and Mr. AJ had to sit out for a while, so they'll be back on the next episodes coming up. How are you doing tonight, Mr. LaVon? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm doing great. That's excellent. That's very excellent. I mean, a lot of people have been listening to our shows and wondering how things are going, and I have to let people know they're doing so great, man. I mean, thank you for listening. I want y'all to keep up the good work as far as spreading the word, keeping everything going as usual, just making things right. Now, the sound quality might be different because we're using a different system to record our shows. Because I know we were trying to be more perfect at giving everything to the audience as far as letting them know that we really do care and it really does look better on us when we come off more professional. But, you know, this is an open show. We'll not have anything particularly going to talk about. We're just going to do our thing here, you know, as far as talking about the news or whatnot. It's going to be a normal show, probably a 30-minute show here tonight. So just kick back and relax. Now, this show is brought to you by www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash nb underscore truth. This is where you can go and get all the shows that we have done for the past two years. And if you type that in and put forward slash v right after nothing but the truth, the nb underscore truth, it shows all those shows. Another thing that people can take in consideration is that we are doing emails as well. It's nb underscore truth at yahoo.com. And on top of that, another thing that we're pointing out is that we're probably going to come back on air with a hotline that you can call us for. I know a lot of people want to call, ask questions. I want you to go ahead. We're going to have guests come back on the show. A lot of people need to know that, look, we're going to do our thing. We need you to come up. Say what you got to say on your mind. Don't be afraid. A lot of people get scared because we talk about some deep, deep stuff. Mr. LeBron, how has your week been going so far? Well, it's been a little busy. I've had a lot of essays to work on. I accidentally actually turned in one of my essays ahead of time. And I felt like such an idiot. But at the same time, it was pretty good because I got the work done ahead so I can look over it and edit it however I want and just perfect it for my class and it won't be due to like the end of this week coming up so hey it's like I've got that job out the way that's one essay I've got two others and so much other work that I've had to work on for quite a while so I'm trying to make sure I get that stuff taken care of I'm still promoting my short stories I actually got a contact with somebody who actually owns her own business now. She just got a grant from the government. And 
I met her through her son. We we're close friends as well, and so got to hook up on that for people that'll be able to edit my stuff. But at the same time, I'm just really glad to just have all the opportunities to still learn and be able to be in college and do what I need to do. Of course, I still get that guy who looks at me funny when I'm in the library and asks me if my books actually are my books when he sees them right beside me. But I still ignore that shit. You know, you got to. Yeah, you got now, to. It's not about you. It's about uplifting the community. And every time somebody tries to come across, you know, they say the haters and everything. One one problem that I've definitely noticed in our community now is that we thrive off of other people hating us, off of other people discriminating upon us. We thrive off of that, and we need to change our whole at- outlook when it comes to that situation. We actually need to be people who, instead of actually generating negative vibes, actually start generating positive ones, you know? Yeah. I'm not telling us to kiss ass to these people. Hell no. I'm not telling you to do that. I'm just telling you... Don't get your kicks off of them not liking you. Get your kicks off of doing what you need to do in your life, building up your community. Get your kicks off of that. You know what I'm saying? That's what I do. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, man. Well, my week, it's been kind of weird, but it's all good, though. You know, dealing with some scandalous stuff that's been going on in the area. But, you know, hey, I handle it like a true player would do his thing, you know. Can never ever let a lady know that basically that she's the only one and she's on some dumb ass shit. Now, if your girl's coming straight and correct and she ain't come off to you with no bullshit, hey, you can let her know. But with these ones out here, it's a lot of scandalous shit going on in the Greensboro, Burlington area, the Triad area to be exact. So I tell people like Tariq Nashi has basically say, venture out. I know I am. But. Hey, it's all good, you know. A lot of people come to my workplace being assholes, and I check those motherfuckers at the door. Now, a lot of people can't do that, but you get to a point where you snap, you snap. Well, that's another thing. We got some news for you folks. It's very important news. But before we even do anything, I want to load up the clip for you. I want you to listen to what we heard the other day. Listen to this bullshit. But here's Michelle Obama explaining to some kids what it was like for her growing up because she sounded like a white person. I did do all of that. Getting good grades was always important to me. And it wasn't because my parents pounded me or that they had the expectation. It was something that I wanted for myself. I wanted an A. Uh, I didn't care whether it was cool, because I remember there were kids around my neighborhood who would say, oh, you talk funny. You talk like a white girl. I heard that growing up my whole life. I was like, I don't even know what that means, but you know what? I'm still getting my A.
married to. What does that tell you? This is what we've got. You know what we've got? We've got trash in the White House. Trash is a, is a thing that is colorblind. It can cross all eco-socionomic eco kind of a, a categories. You can work on Wall Street or work at the Walmart. Trash are people who use other people to get things, who patronize others, who consider you bitter and clingy. I guess that's it. I thought it was more to it. Yeah. It might have stopped, but yeah. So what do you? What's your first reactions on that statement? Well, with this lady Tammy Bruce or Tammy Deuce, I call her. <laughs> I don't understand why she coming off nag and talk shit. This is the first time I really heard anyone talk shit about a first lady, and they're getting on the woman because she just stated fact. I heard that from a lot of black females that talk properly. You talk white, and, and oh, black guys who talk properly too. You're not, you know, you, and she's just stating what she went through. She didn't put anything extra on. It's just like people asking her, how did she grow up, Michelle Obama? And this lady taking bits and pieces out the sound soundbite because we didn't get the whole thing, the question or everything. They would ask. They put what they want to put, folks. This lady right here, from what I found, as a Fox News contributor. So she's with there with Bill O'Reilly, Sean Hannity, all those motherfuckers who always talk shit about black people. And they say she's known as a racist or whatever. Don't know if that's true or not, but she's known for a bitch. I can say that. The whole thing is that a lot of people are just getting pissed off with people talking shit. And the whole thing is, is that people like that don't pay them no mind. Obama went through some shit like that with his campaign and going through it now. He don't pay him no mind. He does his thing. So a woman's just jealous. No one wants her ugly ass. That's all that is. What about you? Well, um, she had me hooked right when she couldn't say anything right after Michelle Obama, right when she started repeating what Michelle Obama said about talking like a white person. She couldn't say anything about that. And I think that's really important in any discourse on subjects of this nature. First of all, it's a conversation about yourself. So, of course, the things you're going to say are going to be about you. Hands down, it's common sense. You're not going to talk about Gandhi when somebody's asking of your own biography of yourself, or autobiography, rather, in this particular case. And what I really love, and I'm not trying to be defensive in, in terms of how could you say, looking at the other side, looking at everything in God-colored glasses, just because I am a person of African-American descent, multiracial African-American descent, that is. I am simply a person who loves playing devil's advocate when we have these idiots out here who already presume to be authorities on what we consider to be um, good and bad, or in this case, trashy and not trashy, you know? And what was really amazing to me per se, and not amazing because it was something that surprised me and gave me awe, but simply because it was something that people ignored and pretended didn't exist in the first place, and that is this invisible privilege that people have. I mean, I have went through it when I was a child as well, people calling me whitey, people calling me snowflake just because I was light-skinned, 
people saying all kinds of things just based on this idea that there's this sort of racial whiteness, this racial blackness that you can find in people, things that you can see but yet aren't seen in the first place. And when we look at that whole context of a person speaking, in this case, like a white person, we're imagining a case where an individual is already born with certain privileges that people that aren't of that same race don't have, you know? Yeah. I mean... Exactly. It's like this person has so many advantages to life because of the whole system that's going around. And I loved how she used eco-socionomic um, to refer to trash and her own really screwed up definition of it. I mean, it's not like Michelle Obama's polluting the White House with her own sense of culture and ethics and being proud of who she is. On, on the contrary, rather, I mean, hasn't she inspired this yeah. new little workout thing amongst the women now that her um, arms are really nice and toned and stuff and she's not, a, not scared to show herself off? And she's not even doing it in a demeaning way like the video host that we see on television. So I just say the lady's jealous, really. She just wishes she had those arms, yeah. honestly. I mean, it's, it's really funny when we have those kinds of situations. And then let's remember, folks, here, when we're talking about anything to deal with race, once again, white privilege. Guess who invented race? European, a.k.a. white people, Blumenbach, the father of anthropology, a... Uh, he didn't put black people very high on his totem pole of races. In fact, he couldn't stop praising the beautiful white race. Yeah. I'm just putting it out there. You can say however you want. It's not racist. I'm giving you facts. Whether you like it or not, those facts sometimes are very hard for us to come to, how could you say, amends with. Especially when we deal with idiots like them who can't even say what they're disgusted at. <laughs> I, don't, I know. I don't know, man. These people... They're so fucking privileged, they can't even say why Michelle Obama is saying people said that she talked like a white person offends them. They can't even express why that why it is. Or maybe they're just too fucking scared to. I think that they don't want to say it because they know they can't say it. I look at it like this. Don't say nothing at all. You ain't going to say what you're going to say on your oh, mind. Yeah, that's what my great uncle taught me. He's like, man... If you really got a problem with somebody or you want something iron out, then you better speak your mind. If you don't, then you better not complain about it because you had that chance. And seeing this lady throw off these side, um, these snide, excuse me, comments to people on television really doesn't count for actual criticism or being, you know, honest about it. She can't say it to Michelle's face, I bet you. But I'm not going to go into the stereotype of the black individual as somebody who's going to fight to yeah. solve all their problems or get quote-unquote ghetto as they like to misuse the term. Not mm-hmm. not at all. This isn't about race. It's just about different perspectives when it comes to class and upbringing. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. A lot of people. I tell people don't worry about this lady, but where we got this from? It's from Laura Ingram Show. If you Google that up, you type in Tammy Bruce, you yeah, listen to the whole bullshit right there. Now some local news in the Carolinas here. Kay Hagan is coming up with a lot of bullshit excuses to derail Obama's national budget. And she ain't the only one, so I'm not going to put her all by herself like this. Well, it's been like the different types of Democrats that just want to derail the program to get this country going. And I ain't rooting this for Republicans or anything, it's just a damn fact. 
Obama, these people will fucking support him when he ran the primary and shit, but after that, they're like, oh, I don't know him. I don't think that shit gonna work. Like, you uh, supported him. You said basically we will walk behind him and we'll help him out the best way we can, but, you know, you bullshitting here doesn't help no one at all. But, the thing is, is that Kay was like, I don't want to support all the bills, this and that. We want to do different things as far as go to non-defense programs, even though we're supposed to go to Iraq or go to Afghanistan. I understand people don't want to go to war and shit, but we really got to go to Afghanistan from what Obama's saying, because that shit is fucked up. I mean, they don't show that on the news. They'll show you the other shit where the oil's at. Because we can't sell opium up front in the street. That's what they're telling you. <laughs> Opium's in Afghanistan. But anyway, she's saying basically they want to cut some type of part of the bill from 12% to 6%, even more if they could. But she's saying that it's actually going to hurt the country. Well, she's saying it's about the own person. Obama's plan is going to actually hurt the country. And she's a damn Democrat. And she's a freshman senator from North Carolina. She just got in there. Now, at first, she was in front, even with the newspaper said She basically supported this dude all the way, 100%, doing the campaign, all that riding and stuff. But when you get in there, you show your true colors, which is some bullshit. But she's not the only one. We're going to start listening to them left and right whenever they say some shit like that. And the whole thing is just that it's, it's just full of shit. What do you think about the... K. Hagen turncoat. <laughs> K. Hagen turncoat. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just going to play the devil's advocate again and just say, hey, I mean, you can't expect all Democrats to agree with each other on certain policies, um, i.e. Obama and Clinton when they were first running for presidency. Uh, and at the same time, that's what you're noticing. It's a very sensitive period. I mean, everybody was pretty much waiting for him to become the president. That's why they were saying all these nice PC statements because they didn't want to be locked off as an individual who's racist or making racist remarks, you know? Right as soon as you put anything with black people in it or white people together in that particular context, all of a sudden it becomes racially motivated nowadays because of the sensitivity that Americans have to talking about these different issues. So I guess in many ways you could say that their reluctance to do this was a cleverly timed motive for them to make sure that they could actually be able to say something once they got into office, you know? Yeah. It's just like the person who waits to be accepted to the party and then comes crashing and does all this really stupid shit. You can't really do nothing now that he's there. Yeah, you know? I mean a lot of people pull shit. And that actually hurts yeah. us right here. They said, well, we don't want to do that shit. We want to do that shit. I support you. I support you. Make up your fucking mind. If you if you would it or you're not. If you're going to be a good person, be a good person. If you're going to be a bad person, be the best bad person that you can be. I mean, that's how I see shit, man. I, I tell people straight up, I'm not going to sugarcoat shit. I'm going to tell you up front. Don't get up in my face with no bullshit because I'm going to turn around and call you on it for it. And it's going to start getting like that because people are getting tired of uh, putting up the facades and stuff. Well, that's, I mean, that's how it is. I mean, look at Bill O'Reilly. He, he should get an Oscar for his facade. 
I mean, look at the way he kept grilling Obama mm-hmm. during his um, campaign run. Now, all of a sudden, he's trying to sound like he's an objective individual whenever he does talk about him or anybody else. Uh, it's ironic, though, that he didn't say anything about Rush Limbaugh's thoroughly anti-American statement. Oh, that's his hero he right there. The, but he was the first to start castigating um, uh, the, uh, Reverend Wright when he was saying what he was saying. I'm like, you want to call this anti-American when he was expressing the feelings of people who have lived here in this country and it felt like, um, how could you say it, not only underdogs, but literally subhuman counterparts. I mean, look at it. The yeah. whole history of slavery during that period, I'm not trying to bring all this back up into the conversation because I hate it when people do that, but I'm just giving you all an example here. An expression of a clearly, you know, yeah. a clearly veracity feeling. I mean, how many of us have that love-hate relationship with our country now? That was a true mm-hmm. expression, and was it like, whether or not you liked it is mm-hmm. totally subjective. I mean, it's fuck you. We're, our, our feelings are based on facts. Yours are based on superstitions. Mm-hmm. And in here, we've got this one guy saying that he hopes that Obama fails, and i.e. saying he hopes America fails economically, and everybody goes into the tank all of a sudden. And he's not quick to call that anti-American. That's that's like her- that's like heresy. If yeah. um, capitalism was a religion, I mean, he'd be a heretic right now. Yeah, it's all crazy shit. It, it, exactly. And, yeah, and it, and they're trying to pull this sense of objectivity, they're trying to be nice, they're trying to wait till they have the, how how do you say, the right opportunity, that's what I'd say this situation is right now for most people, Obama's finally in office, it was funny though how they kept trying to get on him before he was even in the seat in the first place, I'm like, hell, get off my dick, you haven't even fucked (coughs) me yet, you know, give me a chance. People bullshit, because if, if you want him to fail, that basically means that you want the country to fail. People don't realize that. People people do realize that, but when they're, in, like I said before, when they're privileged like Tammy Bruce or O'Reilly are, then... Yeah, they realize afford, it, but the little... They can afford. But the Hicks, the Hicks in Burlington or whatever, their shit like that, they're like, well, yeah, I want him to fail too. But you, they don't see the bigger picture where these contributors maybe, actually do see the thing. They just maybe, like, they get maybe paid. Maybe they don't see the big, I think some of them don't, but I think a lot of them do. I mean, it's impossible for you not to look at your president as representative of your country in many ways. I mean, look, they they put Obama up as this kind of black Superman that's coming to save the universe, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look at the pictures and all the other stuff. I mean, they a lot of people, I think, whether or not they're ignorant to it or whether or not it's subconscious, they they see how how dynamic the president's um, influence is in the country and the very state of the people. So saying that they don't think that seeing Obama's failing as being representative of the people's failure in America are somehow linked together, I, I think that's I think in many ways that's stretching it a little bit, but at the same time true for some people because they just are that dumb. Yeah. Unfortunately. You got a lot of ignorant yeah. motherfuckers. Yeah, we do. I had, I'm gonna tell you how ignorant it is. A lady come up to me, asked her who was her provider, cause she got a cell phone. She talking about she don't know. What to me? You don't know. Like you, you pay the bill, right? You know what the logo is on. Well, my husband handled it, but you see on your phone where every phone's got a logo on it, where it comes from, whether it's inside of software or outside of phone. And she talking about she don't know. I told my man, she said, well, she was just trying to come out. All that was, if you gonna lie, make a good ass lie, okay? 
no sense to tell me my phone in the car because if I look up your phone number and start making phone calls and say, oh, apparently your phone was in your damn pocket. Well, you got a lot of ignorant people and a lot of people try to play stupid. Don't play stupid. So that's why people take take advantage of you. Mm-hmm. Going on on the news here, yeah. you're accidentally got ran over and died by the hands of her grandpa. Now this is some crazy shit. Apparently a little girl in Houston, Texas, five years old, was playing around in the house. Not in the house, but outside in the house. Outside the house. And her grandpa was backing up the vehicle, driving off to go to the store. Well, little girl ran directly behind the fucking vehicle. And history as it was made. She was airlifted to the hospital. But she, they pronounced her dead after she got there. So my whole thing is like, what the fuck? Uh, no, my my whole moral of the story about this is the survival of the fittest. I hate to say that shit, but God knows if you see something moving towards your vehicle, get the fuck out of the way. Little girl, I don't know what she was chasing. It wasn't worth it. And I know Grandpa Pitt is upset because he just killed his granddaughter. He didn't mean to. They didn't press charges, of course, and nothing like that. But it really going to fuck his life over now. What's left of it? What's your thoughts about that? This is really odd to me. This is a really odd situation. I mean, you should at least get, I don't know, maybe negligence or something? Yeah, they didn't even yeah, say maybe, that. Maybe negligence. Um... Because I remember, what's his name, uh, Burris? Mm-hmm. Remember when he shot himself in the, shot himself? And now he's going to jail for it or something? Because he shot himself with his yeah. own weapon? Of course, of course they can get him on it and see it weapons charge, but the other claims, is, it's, it's just idiotic almost, you know? Yeah. That's just how it is right here. I think negligence should be really put into question here. It does, I mean, excuse me, folks. It does because a lot of people do shit like that. I know, we have kids, you know, accidentally shooting each other, and, and I remember one of them, they tried to put his ass in prison. It was a shame. He was like 13 years old. Tried to put him in prison. Damn. I know. That's some crazy shit. I mean, negligence should be in, in play right now, but aside from that, hey, that's how, that's how the law is sometimes. You get mm-hmm. those really weird cases where people don't get anything while other people get Everything. Yeah. Well, just even less, lesser offenses. Yep. Finally, in the news, education overseas. Canada education. A lot of people from Vermont and probably in the upper part, closest, closer to the upper states, closer border, uh, border in the Canadian border, are starting to consider to go the school in Canada because actually it's seventy five percent cheaper than it is to go to the universities in America, in the United States actually. A lot of people are just like, what the fuck? And a lot of people are starting to do that because first of all, they're going to start cutting education. The budget's going to be cut right here in North Carolina. A lot of people worry about that shit. Tuition's increasing. Tuition increased at UNCG from what people were saying in the newspaper. Right, Mr. Levon, it increased? Oh, yeah. 
So a lot of people like, what the fuck? I mean, I know people ain't gonna drop all the way from here up there, but it might get to that point. My whole thing is, I mean, I'm not gonna knock and go where you can get the best money at, you know what I'm saying? And Canada's got good programs, man, good international programs. You know, people drive constantly across the border all the time. So it wouldn't be shit to them just to hop in the car. I'm going over to Canada to study. Yeah. Come back to the States. That would be neat because a lot of kids are uh, looking forward to do that. So that's a good point to point out. So guys, if you're considering to get your money right to go to school, and these schools ain't talking right in the United States, look into Canada. And I'm not bullshitting with you on that. Look at how much the universities in Canada are compared to here in the States. But that's our news for tonight. And we're going to talk to you shortly about some other great things. Till then, stay fresh and stay cool and do not get caught up in no bullshit. Anybody done been through the same thing, I'm sure you feel the same way. Be feel.